0: Welcome back to Auntie Please where we are everything we want to be, nothing you want us to be and so much more. Today is a little bit of a fun one because we've got our friend here Anissia, um, who's gonna you know have a little chat to us about sustainable fashion and things like that but before we get into it I'm gonna let Anisia introduce herself to us. Who are you? What do you do? Why are you here?
1: <laughs> well, hi guys. My name's Anissia. Um I am a nutritionist, but I also create content on Instagram, mostly
2: surrounding fashion. Nice. So like us and Anisia, we go way back to when we were all 18 slash 17. We did our South Australian matriculation together. So we all kind of just naturally, um, what's the word? We were just, like, pulled to each other and we just all sat in the same table and then we just continued yeah. sitting in the same table for, like, the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, and that's how we became friends and we've all been friends ever since. So it was us and, like, our other friend, um, Mira. Hey. Hey, Mira. We miss you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. So that's how we all know each other. Um, Yeah. Nisia, what would you... Call yourself, would you call yourself an influencer, a content creator, a stylist? like how would you define yourself?
1: Um, I'd probably say content creator because that's my primary that's like how I pitch myself to brands as like a job yeah. um but I think like, yeah, there is a certain amount of influence I guess that comes with that, and like having any kind of social media at all. So I think, like, yeah, some people would say influencer. I say content creator or, like, Mm. blogger.
2: Nice. Do you think there's, like, a bit of a negative view on, like, the word influencer and, like, what that means?
1: Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like like at its core, an influencer is just anyone who has influence over anyone else. And you literally, everyone Mm. has influence, right? Like, everyone has influence over their friends and their family, um, anyone's decision-making kind of thing. So, I think there's definitely like negative connotations around it, especially because like that's usually the word that's used in the media when talking about influencers or people with these types of jobs, and it's usually not always positive information Mm. that they're sharing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But what made you what made you want to actually start creating content the way that you do now?
1: Um, well, I have been, I've been, um, creating different types of content on social media since I was in 10th grade, so when I was like 16. Mm. Um, and I think it's just something that I've always been interested in, um, growing up. And I think I've always been interested in fashion and makeup. Um, and I think also just like you just, uh, all the things that I wanted in a job, I found that I could get all of that from this job that I didn't even know existed when I first made mm. that job criteria. So it was kind of just like a, a fit that just like came together. Yeah.
2: What did you start with? Was it YouTube? Yeah, I started making yeah. um, like
1: makeup videos on YouTube, which I wasn't even good at makeup. It was basically like learn how to do makeup with me. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I, I kind of transitioned to Instagram because I found that I, I enjoyed it more as a platform and it was easier to as a business it was just easier to like create a business out of it because it's easier to grow and make connections and it's a lot easier to edit photos than it is to edit
2: videos and audio as you guys know mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah for Made sure. <laughs> Okay, so I think um, we're mainly going to be talking about things like sustainable fashion, ethical fashion, and like also um, influencer culture and things like that. So Lama, do you want to start us off with a question?
0: Yeah, alright guys. So what is quote-unquote sustainable fashion look like to us? Do we practice it? Are we we on our journeys? And is it something that everyone should jump into? Or, yeah, where do you guys stand with that question? Can I'll let you start? <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I think I am
1: still learning, um, as a lot of people are. But also, I feel like because I do share fashion content online, I feel like I have a responsibility to um, educate myself and then share that along with my content.
0: Yeah, what
2: about you, Shaya? I, on the other hand, <laughs> I, I don't know, I feel like, I mean, it's definitely something that you'd want to get into, but then it's also like, when you look at all these like, sustainable brands, more often than not, then they're, they're pretty expensive. So it's a bit hard to, you know, when you're just starting out your career and you don't have that much money, you're just trying to like, you know, have enough money for food and, you know, like... But I... Yeah, it's... I'll get there one day, maybe. I think ideally I would just, you know, make my own clothes, but I don't know how to sew that well, so... <laughs> But yeah, do you think that um, sustainable fashion is becoming a trend of sorts? And if it is a trend, do you think that it'll come to an end? Or like, how do you see the pattern of sustainable fashion? Like, how do you see it going?
1: I think it's definitely um, gaining popularity. And so because of that, it is like trendy or trending. Um, But I think the other thing about sustainable fashion is that it's really it transcends trends so you can have sustainable fashion that is um that incorporates pieces that are on trend and you can also have sustainable fashion that is like irrespective of of trends kind of Mm. so i think that because of that and in its nature like at its core sustainable fashion is sustainable which means it will last a long time um and so and that is like in every aspect of the fashion. So it's like fashion that the clothing pieces will last a long time, but fashion that also your use of those pieces will last a long time. Mm. Yeah.
0: What I feel like is the most sustainable fashion of like what what's the right word? But like most sustainable form of fashion that I've had throughout my life is my mom's like saris and lengas. And stuff like that. Ooh. Like, that stuff gets passed down, like, generation to generation. And, like, yeah. I've yeah. used my mom's blouses. I've used her saris. Like, and it's, like, stuff you can share with your sisters and your cousins. Especially when you live in, like, a big yeah. household. Like, it's it's so great. And I was like, wow. If only that could translate into, like, my normal everyday wear. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. My sustainable fashion was
2: getting hand me down from my brother and my
0: cousin. <laughs> yeah, up. and
1: I think... It's really interesting because I think that a lot of the issues, as the, at least from what I've seen, a lot of the issues with sustainable fashion often come from, um, like the more economically developed or quickly developing countries. So in a situation like Malaysia, where you have even just like a few generations ago, they wouldn't have had the disposable income to spend on clothes. And then mm-hmm. now, us having the kind of disposable income as well as access to clothes, we're kind of the ones who are like becoming less sustainable. Whereas mm-hmm. even a generation ago, they were already more sustainable than we are now.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very really true. I hadn't like thought about it that way, I hadn't seen it like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's the case often with, like, every aspect of sustainability, really, like, because obviously I
0: study nutrition, so food sustainability is very similar as well. Mm. It's like when we were kids and, like, growing up, when, because, like, a lot of our, like, our lives and our parents' lives weren't sort of dictated or, like, you know, they didn't have things like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, where, you know, they were connected to their friends and stuff. And so, like, I would wear... I mean, I was the first born on both sides, so people had to get me clothes. But, like, I would wear clothes. Like, my brother would wear my clothes. My cousin's, like... My cousin, who's, like, 13 now, like, I've had this dress that I got when I was maybe around her age that I've passed to her older sister, which her older sister has then passed down to her, so it was like this, like, this same dress has been worn. By all of us, and and it's and it's the same right. thing. Like I can't fit into a pair of jeans that I got like only a year ago. Okay, but I don't know why I can't fit into it. But <laughs> it is what it is. And I was talking to my cousin <laughs> last week at dinner, and she was like, she's telling me, she's like, oh, do you have any clothes that you you know you don't want or you can't fit into that you just want? And I'm like, yeah, actually, I actually love giving her my clothes that I just like don't wear anymore, just don't suit my lifestyle anymore, but would suit hers, and she actually loves. When I give her those clothes, because it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm giving you, like, my ugly hand-me-downs. It's actually more like these are hand-me-downs that are actually in, like, still good quality and that I don't think should be wasted just because I don't wear it anymore.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And it also has, like, a bit more meaning because, you know, she looks up to you, she's your younger cousin, and then she always has that with her like she can she has a piece of you with her kind
0: yeah, of thing that's what that's what I feel like when I give it to them I'm like I hope you guys read didn't do it this much okay and this is my love being passed on <laughs> to you yeah Um. <sighs> I had a question because I know and I and I loved when you did this story like line up on your Instagram but you talked about sort of understanding and finding your own personal style and kind of differentiating that from following trends which happens so much nowadays like everything moves in such a fast pace like there's a new trend every single month week even and so how do you how did you find your own personal style and how does that play into yeah kind of getting like a few pieces that you can use in, like, so many outfits and things like that.
1: Yeah, so I was definitely that kind of person who would just, like, buy into trends. Um, I think there's a lot of different aspects to it, finding your own personal style, and it definitely takes a long time. Like, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Personally, one of the things that really helped me was going back to my Tumblr that I had when I was literally, (laughs) like, 14 years old. And I would reblog a ton of fashion. Like, I've always loved fashion, so I'd reblog a ton of clothes um, but they would always be, like, adult clothing. And for me, you know, that would not be the kind of clothes that I would wear because they were, like, heels and blazers mm-hmm. and things that 14-year-olds <laughs> don't generally wear. Um, and But I would reblog it, and that would be, like, my dream wardrobe for when I was older. And the thing about Tumblr especially, at least the way that I used it, is that there was no influence from the people in my life. It was mm. just – people that I like followed and I followed them because I liked that style. So there wasn't, and I wasn't even wearing that style. So there was no influence over whether I wanted to wear them or, or not. It was just like, I purely loved them my own self. If that <laughs> make sense? Yeah. <laughs> and no, so, so, um, I went back to those clothes and I looked at them and I, I realized that that is the style that I enjoy wearing the most um, and then, and that's when I kind of just narrowed down my wardrobe, um, to the clothes that I knew I would gravitate towards and wear the most. And I also think with trends, often, often like we buy trends because we see them everywhere, right? Like social media has that mm-hmm. effect in like pushing trends really quickly and easily. And I would buy a trend and I would, love how it looked on someone else and i love how it looked on myself but then i'd walk out into public and i'd feel self-conscious or like uncomfortable mm. like everyone was looking at me or something and it's like clothes shouldn't make you feel uncomfortable like they should make you feel comfortable and confident and regardless what that is like if a super on-trend piece makes you feel confident wear it and if you know if wearing more modest clothing makes you feel confident, wear that. But if wearing, like, crop tops and showing skin makes you feel confident, then wear that. And I think that's really part of what personal style is. It's just figuring out what you feel the best in and, mm. um, and what pieces you gravitate towards. Because I'm sure everyone can look at their wardrobe and pick out, like, five pieces that they always wear. Yeah. You know, like your favorite pair of jeans and your favorite top and like those pieces that really make you feel good. And so they're kind of what you want to start with and then build your wardrobe around that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's the biggest thing for like staying, for like building a personal style. And then also realizing, like, for example, for me, I know what necklines suit me. And Mm. I know what necklines don't suit me. So if there's something that's on trend but it's, like, a neckline that's not going to suit my body shape or is not going to look flattering on me, then, like, I know I'm not going to buy into that. So it's just kind of, like, figuring out what works for you. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just buying pieces that you know you're going to wear over and over again instead of just one time.
2: Yeah. So just really starting with you and what you actually want. I feel like with me... I am realizing that I'm not like that. I'm realizing now that I'm quite scattered with my personal style. Like, like you can definitely see, like, you know, like a bit of a um consistency. But I do have my moments where I have some pieces of clothing that I just know I just don't really wear. Like, almost at all. Or, like, I have to, like, make such an effort just to somehow pull it off or just use it because I have it. Um and then I feel guilty for like not wearing it, especially if it's a new piece. And I'm just like, oh, like I don't want to give it away. Like I, I should just keep it. Like maybe I'll like it later on. And it's happened a few times where like I'll have clothes, especially like when they were like my mom's old clothes or something, and I was just like. Or oh, like, this is not me. Like, I don't like it. But then literally five whole years later, I'm, I'm like, Oh mm-hmm. my God, that's so mean. Like, I really want to wear it. And my mom gets so annoyed <laughs> at me for it because she's like, you should just give it away. So I'm like, no, no, this is why I kept it so that in a few years from now, I'll like it and I'll appreciate it and I'll know how to mm-hmm. wear it. Um, yeah. But, um, but then also, I guess that plays into my low key hoarding. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> but see i what i realized this year especially is that there's like trends especially now where we are in time in terms of fashion is like all of our trends are just repeating trends from
2: past yes, years or decades literally i feel which, like we're not like, original yeah
1: which makes it amazing because that means i mean it's more common in australia um to shop secondhand, and that means mm you know, literally being able to go to an op shop and buy something that's really on trend secondhand and for a lower price, giving it an extended life that is really sustainable and affordable. And it's a way to still wear trends without buying something that's like fast fashion that's just going to fall apart in a few weeks or months. Mm -hmm. And I think like what I've realized is if there's a a clothing piece, like there's there's a top that I bought, I think in, like, 2012, I want to say. Um, and I loved it. I wore it all the time. I was like, this is so flattering. I'm going to keep this top forever. And I wore it for, like, maybe the next two years, and then it just sat in my cupboard for, like, five mm. years. Yeah. Come around to this year, suddenly that that style is back, like, is trending again, and it's still flattering. Like, it's been flattering this whole time, but because it wasn't, like, super on trend, I just gravitated towards it less. But now that it's on trend... I am still wearing that top and I didn't have to buy a new top. I didn't have to consume any more than I, than I needed to because I already owned it in my collection. And so I think it's definitely worth like keeping clothes, even if you're not necessarily going to wear them, just like keep them, keep them in good condition um, just, like, basic pieces, and then when it, the time comes around again that you want to wear them, you already have them, and that means you're not contributing to, like, the life of another piece of clothing that might, like, end up in landfill or something.
2: Yeah. You you recently did this, I think it was an IGTV or just, like, a regular post where you had, like, almost, like, just a handful of, like, selected items, and you created, like, I think about 10 different oh, outfits, these. Yes. And, I was, I watched it and I was just like, wow. And I was like, I need to come back to this at some point to figure out how to like, because like, it's just, like, it just makes so much sense. And it's just so, um, what's the word? It's, um, okay, I can't find the word, but it's like really efficient? good. It's efficient. Yeah, it's efficient. That's yeah. it's really efficient. <laughs> and it's not that, yeah, you don't have to like go out of your way to like get new things to match this or style that, you know, it's stuff that you already have.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's basically the basis of a capsule wardrobe, which is really big in the sustainability space for fashion, which is basically um, a wardrobe, I think usually it's around 30 pieces, and that includes like shoes, bags, maybe not jewellery, but all like big accessories. And the idea is that you have those 30 pieces and all of your wardrobe Um, I mean, all of your outfits uh, made out of those 30 pieces. I love that. So I think it's a really, yeah. And that was, it's such a big thing. Like my mom has been telling me about capsule wardrobes my entire (laughs) life. Basically, (laughs) she's like a naturally very sustainable person. Um, And so she has been pushing this whole like capsule wardrobe idea. But as someone who loved trends and who felt like my style changed all the time, I just didn't think it was for me. But the older I get, the more I realize that it's a really valuable tool to, like, cultivate in your wardrobe. And then also it can be used in so many different ways. Like, you can have a capsule wardrobe that's just for work. Like, if you have, you know, certain work clothes, like office wear, and then you don't wear office wear on the weekends, you can have a capsule wardrobe for office wear. And then you don't have to, like, keep buying things. And then you can, you know, spend a bit more on your casual wear or like change up your casual wear more often
2: wow that's like the first i'm hearing of this really? thing called capsule wardrobe like I, how have <sighs> i never i how have i never heard of this like i get the idea i feel like the idea is like familiar but but i never knew like it was a whole thing Wow! Yeah. I literally had to write it down. I was like, I need to Google this
0: later <laughs> yeah, figure definitely. to figure out how to make my own. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, wow. I love, I love the idea of a capsule wardrobe. I've got to ask you guys if there's okay. I don't know, I don't know how to phrase this question, but hopefully, I phrase this right. What are maybe like five key things in like your fashion wardrobe that you're like, i like, this is me. It's not like it may not be something you need, but it's like when when you like it's something you always gravitate to. If you're gonna go out, you're like this is a very like nice thing to wear. This is a very shy thing to wear. It's a very llama thing to wear. Um, And and then and then and then (laughs) so that's one part of the question. Second part is maybe what are like types of clothes that you wish you could pull off, or you wish you found flattering on yourself, or you wish you liked, but then when you actually tried it on, you were like. Yeah, no, I'm not into it. Um, Anise, do you want to go first? (laughs) Um. Yeah, okay. So I'd say,
1: like, for my five items, a good pair of blue jeans,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: probably, like, a plain white shirt, a black blazer, Mm -hmm. and a pair of trousers, like, straight leg trousers, like a bit loose, but straight leg. And I think everything else. Oh, probably just, like, a a, a pair of boots, like, black boots, heeled. Yeah. Yeah. they like, I – and that makes an outfit, honestly. Like, you could put any of those pieces together and make an outfit, but they're definitely things that I always gravitate mm. towards.
0: Yeah, I like that. Shia, do you have your legs? <laughs> She's, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just penning like it down. <laughs> Speed penning. <laughs> No, cause this is gonna help me
2: for my capsule wardrobe. So this is like good yeah, for right. work for that's me. That's right. <laughs> um, I'd say my high waisted jeans, cause I need my high waisted stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cargo pants. Yeah, those are cargo very you. Because that's also kind of ends up being high waisted. Yeah, it's very me. <laughs> and then like typically just goes with like a crop top, um, a long sleeve but short dress. Mm. Only cause I feel like it's a bit more versatile. I don't have to stress about, like, whether I've done my underarms and stuff, but I would have to stress if I've done my legs. <laughs> but also, there are moments where I just don't give a shit. Um, a good scarf? Oh,
0: that's mm. interesting.
2: I like that. But I think the good scarf only applies for when I'm in Melbourne. Yeah. Because it makes yeah. more sense for Melbourne weather than it would for Millie. Like Like, nobody just wears a scarf here, you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, in Malaysia, um, and then I'd say my go-to, I feel like heels are just becoming less realistic for me, only mm-hmm. because I'm just like, I'm not actually, maybe it's because I don't wear them as often anymore, like I'm always in sneakers, but I'm usually like in my feelers, because like, they're nice enough for it to go with like, a dress, and it kind of look trendy, it kind of look like a bit, um, sporty, but also like fashionable,
0: yeah. and
2: because it's, it's sneakers, it's, like, I don't have to stress about anything. It's so easy. It's so comfortable. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's five for those. Are like, my... I I would say for now, my go-to. Nice. Yeah. Yes. You,
0: yeah, really Um, th- I think, for me, it's my... I-, I wouldn't mind this in, like, black or, like, a nice denim light blue wash. But, like, high-waisted jeans. But it's, like... They're, like, mom jeans loose. I'm like I mm-hmm. I used to really like like them being tight, but I realized I was like ew, why do I do this? I'm just not into it. And then like okay. when I have a big meal and I have to worry about like oh my god, I'm so bloated, but these jeans are too tight. Whereas with my high waisted like black jeans, I I literally wear it everywhere and like it makes my butt look cute. But it's, like, baggy enough that, like, Mm -hmm. my skinny Indian calves are, like, hidden behind, you know, the jeans. (laughs) So, it's, it's like, it's flattering and it's comfortable. Um, So, I think that, like, high-risk jeans and a a good belt. Like, I really like my, I mean, it Mm. is from a fast fashion brand. So, like, sad days. But hopefully (laughs) I can find one that's not from a fast fashion brand. That's Because it's just, like, a simple black Belt with like gold rings in the front, and I and I and I used to hate wearing belts. Like I know, yeah, I used to is. hate wearing belts as a kid because they would always be bulky, yeah. and just not mm. flattering. But like this one is just so nice, and it goes with everything. Like every time I wear a denim skirt or jeans and stuff, it's like the same belt. I put it on because it just goes with whatever top I'm wearing. And then mm. a plain gray or white crop top because crop tops are very me. I don't think yeah. I act, like, not wear things yeah. like crum-tops. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then a good leather jacket, a black leather jacket. Um, mm, yeah, yeah, that's so and, yeah. and And a good pair of hoops, I think. Like, oh, if yeah. I had to hoops. include, yeah, hoops.
2: I feel like we can all agree yeah. with that. Um, yeah, for sure. And it's kind of funny because we all hoop. have
0: different, like, hoop sizes that we gravitate to. I feel like niece is, like, slightly smaller. I'm, like, in the middle, and Shia's, like, the biggest. The bigger the hoop. (laughs) Is that an underlying meaning? Who knows? (laughs) Y'all know. But, yeah, I think those are my... Those are my staples. And then I think, like, niece, I don't, like, I... I wish I was a shoe person, but I'm realizing I'm really not a shoe person. Like I will like I will always gravitate to the same things. If I'm not wearing my whites like Adidas sneakers, it's my black boots. So I'm a basic whole.
2: Yeah. I feel like black boots was just that was like the staple in Melbourne. Oh yeah,
0: for yeah, sure. Yeah.
2: Like everyone just had a pair of black yeah. boots. Like if you didn't you'd just be a weird. <laughs> I and mean, if
0: they weren't black yeah. boots, they'd be like dogmas. Are there any things? that don't look flattering or you don't like or you wish you could pull off that you have tried but then didn't work and, yeah. Um, I think the two first things that are coming to
1: my mind are, like, cowl neck things, you know, the ones that, like... Okay, yeah, yeah,
2: does yeah. like, like that thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're, do- we're doing <laughs> judges, so we know what we're talking about. But like, you can Google it if you need <laughs> for it. For y'all who are money. listening, yeah,
1: y'all can Google. Um, yeah, they just don't work on me. I just think that like my chest proportions are like just not, you know, just don't work with that style. Um, and then similarly, like strapless things, like boob tube type things, and off the shoulder things, and mm. like, they just they just
2: don't flatter me in the chestal region. I think for me, it's a bodycon dress, like those like full length ones, especially I don't, I just don't feel like I can pull that off. I feel like it's very, I feel like I'd be very self-conscious and it also really depends on the material because like when it clings to your body, like you really see the shapes of your body and I'm just like, you know what? I don't need, I don't need that to be out there for everyone. I'd rather wear like a short skirt and then you see it compared to like a full length bodycon. Um, like I've always liked the idea of wearing one. Like I've always wanted to wear one and I've tried it on a couple of times, like, you know, at a shop or whatever. And I'm just like, you know, I actually don't look that great in this or I just don't find it flattering for mm. me. Um, but well, it's not comfortable. yeah. Also, I feel like, yeah. And I think it makes my butt look way bigger than it actually is
0: okay but we like a big booty
2: though yeah pros and cons like i have my moments where i like it too but (laughs) but yeah i guess and i think especially being back in malaysia i'm just like okay it may not be as practical here especially compared to melbourne i don't know that's just my own um my own feelings on like how i have to dress here versus in melbourne because that's a whole other thing (laughs) don't
0: get me started but um
2: yeah that's a whole other episode (laughs) but yeah mm.
0: for for me i for me i think it's i puffy sleeves like big puffy sleeve. and i and i really love the way that it looks on some people like i love the way it looks on knees i love the way it looks on like certain like content creators i see but it just don't be working for me i don't know why and and then and then maybe like tube like strapless straight tube tops just doesn't work um and then there's another thing that I can't think of right now but it like it depends that's why I actually like to wear a lot of backless things because certain straps can like because I've got a really like at least in the last few years a back that is quite muscular and I've got really, like, yes. big lats, okay? <laughs> like, my like, you know those, like, gym bros that you see when they, like, flex and Yay. then their lats, like, <laughs> wing out? Mine do that, okay? And sometimes, like, depending on the clothes I wear, like, that's why I like wearing backless because my back naturally looks nice backless, okay? Nude, mm. bare. Can <laughs> but then confirm when, like... it does look nice. <laughs> but then, like, I don't know, I feel like certain straps and certain ways that blouses are made or even, like, if the back is like too straight and on like a like a weird height on my back, then I just don't like how it looks. But anyway, puffy puffy sleeves yep. are like the, probably the biggest one.
2: I I like puffy sleeves, but I don't think I own any.
1: Yeah, I I have an unhealthy obsession with puffy sleeves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen quite a fair few outfits with puffy sleeves that you have. Yeah, <laughs> I love it though. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's um get back to the <laughs> questions. We digressed. What's the? Yeah, we digressed. Um. What's the difference between sustainable fashion and ethical fashion? And is there such a thing as truly ethical fashion? And yeah, okay, will answer that But <laughs> this it's a small question. So like, yeah, I can answer yeah. that. Okay,
1: I want to just preface it by saying I'm not an expert uh, by any means in sustainable and ethical fashion. And I am not like my whole Instagram isn't necessarily about that. It's just something that I try and incorporate um, in my own way. So mm-hmm. the definitions do largely overlap for sustainable and ethical fashion. Um, sustainable fashion generally refers to fashion that has little or no impact on the earth, so we're talking usually about environmental sustainability, um, and then ethical fashion um, usually refers to the ethics behind how the clothes were created, which covers issues regarding like fair wage, working conditions, um, exploitation or worker rights, and any other ethical processes to the design, retail, um, production, purchasing, mm. basically any step of the process. But they definitely overlap. So ethical fashion is sustainable, and sustainable fashion should be ethical. Um, and yeah. another definition just to like be aware of is fast fashion. So we'll probably hear it a lot when we talk about sustainability or when anyone talks about sustainability. So fast fashion refers to clothes that are – like fast in every step of the process so they're designed quickly usually by copying designs from high-end brands um they're manufactured really Mm. quickly and in mass quantities Uh, they're then sold quickly by way of like trends like they're trendy items or through a ton of marketing, and then they're also often discarded quickly, either because of the poor quality and manufacturing, because of having rushed them and mm. making such big quantities, um, and then also because if it's a trend, then the trend has passed, the items no longer trendy, and then people get rid of them. Um these clothes are often also usually really cheap, so that's how we know that they're fast fashion. Uh, and That's Mm -hmm. usually because of cheap fabrics being used in the process and also underpaying the manufacturers or the workers. So, yeah, Yeah. is there such thing as truly ethical fashion? I'd say yes. It's not very common, but for something to be, like like you said, making your own clothes, that can be ethical if you're sourcing the fabrics from somewhere that is ethical. It's definitely more (laughs) difficult. Yeah. And it is, it's really difficult because this information isn't necessarily out there. For example, like all clothes, when you buy them, usually it'll say what they're made of. And so you can see whether the the materials are sustainable, whether they're made from like a plastic based material or whether they're made from a natural material. Um, Whereas, you know, companies aren't going to tell you where they're manufacturing, um, where they're, what is it called? Where their factories are. Or how much they pay, you know, their employees, how much they pay their workers, the working conditions, the number of
2: people working in each
1: factory. Um, yeah, they don't really disclose that information as much.
2: Yeah, it's like no transparency. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always such a internal conflict because, like, whenever I see something online that I really like and I'm just like, oh, like, I really need to have this, even though I actually don't. Like, I really need, like, I want to have it. But then it's also just like, oh, but I can only afford it because it's so cheap and a more sustainable, ethical version of it is just way beyond my budget. So it's like, whether or not I give in to that want, because I really don't need (laughs) it. Like, I don't think that, I feel like I have enough clothes in my wardrobe now that I've accumulated over the last few years where I don't need Any new things? Like, even if there's, like, an event coming up, I've I've got, like, a couple of unused, um like, nice dresses and, like, jumpsuits and stuff. So, like... But every now and then, there'll be something and I'm just like, oh, I really want it. Mm. But I also know that it's fast fashion and, like, I feel really bad. And, like, sometimes I do get it and then sometimes I don't. But, like... But it also depends on how much money I have because I'm always a pro-bitch. But, (laughs) yeah, I just... Just, like, an internal conflict. And I imagine, like, a lot of people would also have that internal conflict yeah, as definitely. Well.
1: And I think the other thing with fast fashion is that um, it is, obviously there is a big, you know, uh, almost like blame, I guess, to be put on the company or responsibility to be put on the company. But there's also the responsibility to put on ourselves. And they're both definitely related yeah. because there's like supply and demand and that relationship is like bi-directional. It goes both ways. And – With Mm. that, it's like, you know, buying fast fashion isn't great for sustainability. It's not great for – it's usually not ethical. But in terms of if that's all you can afford, it's more about just buying less because you'd be surprised how many clothes people buy. And if you're constantly buying so much from fast fashion brands – they are going to be producing more. They're going to be producing clothes at a higher speed. They're going to be more likely to be underpaying their staff. And so, even yep. if you buy just one or two things, I guess the most important things when you are buying from fast fashion is to think about, you know, how long that item is going to stay in your wardrobe, um, whether that means how much you're going to use it and how long you're going to keep it before you don't like it anymore but then also what's it yeah. made out of is it going to be manufactured in a way that you can keep it over a long period of time you can keep it across a lot of years like i have clothes that i literally bought maybe like 8 years ago from h&m in kl and i still own them and i still wear them so it's like that that piece of clothing has lasted well beyond its intended lifespan and i think that that is it's it's like still better than if I were to throw it out and then repurchase something.
2: Yeah, no, so I guess these are just like all the important questions that we should be asking ourselves before we buy. I, I know that I definitely, I don't always ask well, I don't ask those specific questions, but I ask, like, do I really need this? Like, what am I going to wear it with? What can I match it with, with something that I already have? So it's like, I'm not buying a piece that's not very practical, that I can only match with something that I don't have, that I don't already have. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I think, I feel like I need to, like, write all of this down to keep a checklist, like, <laughs> on my wardrobe, yeah. just so... I know every time I buy a new piece, if I ever need to, if I ever want to. And I don't need to, but if I ever want to. But, um, yeah, good, good reminders.
0: Yeah, I feel like it takes time to get to that point because I remember when I was maybe slightly younger and, like, first came to Australia, first got a job and, like, you first gained control, at least I first gained control of my money and like all this temptation and you're just like, "Oh my god, I want that. I want this. I want that. I want that." And it's like so easy and like it it took me a while to be like, "Oh, you actually it actually, you know what? You know what made me realize that I need to not buy clothes is that how tiring moving is when you've got a lot of shit <laughs> and when you <laughs> have got a lot of clothes and like the un- the like packing and then the unpacking of it and then the like taking care of all this like you know, cuz it's different in Malaysia because you have all, you usually have all your clothes out on your cup in your cupboard. But like when you're in Australia, at least for me, when I'm in seasons and when you're in small apartments and there's small wardrobe space, like, you know, you take your clothes, like you take your summer clothes out when it's summer and then, you know, your winter clothes go in back and then yeah. it's the same thing, vice versa. And it's just like, oh my God it's annoying when you have so many clothes and you don't know where to put them. And then when you do put them away, you don't know how to take care of them properly. So then when you take them out months later, they smell weird and (laughs) you know, they smell like they've been in a cupboard for months and you're just like, it's not working. So this, like, I think it was like last year and this year when I actually just like stopped buying clothes that I didn't really even need. And, I would be like, alright, if I had something that I want to splurge on, I'd wait, like, months to, like, splurge on something. And I'm like, cool, that's... Because it's, like, something I know that I wanted as an addition to my wardrobe. And then when I had it, I was like, cool, I don't need any of, like, this particular type of thing anymore. Like, and and, and yeah, and it's not just because, like... I don't want to spend my money (laughs) but it was also just because there's just like no need for that access and really understanding that I always just end up gravitating to the things that make me feel most comfortable in my body when I'm wearing them so there's no point of trying to get clothes that I wish look good on me because they look good on everyone else that's you know wearing it because it's a trend like bicycle shorts you know those oh, like Kim I thing, Like <laughs> I own a pair. I have one, and I actually love them. I feel like they look. Good they, look good yeah. they look good but on it- you. They look good on you. And I just, I just, I'm not. I just, I don't like how it looks on me. And maybe it might like. Okay, I was at work this week, and I saw one of my colleagues wear those shorts, but with like a big, oversized yeah. hoodie. And I was like, Ah, oh, yeah. It has to be the like, you always wear it with like oversized yeah, exactly. things. Yeah, I was like, that could work. I could make that work if that was the case. Yeah. Because I my think proportions you could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you could.
2: Or you could even like style it up with like, oh, I guess it depends on where you're going, but like with heels and like an office shirt type thing, yeah. like men's, like a collared top. Um, I did that mm. once, but like minus the heels. It was like
0: with my filas. <laughs> and I think it was pretty <laughs> yeah, good. I think it was pretty good. Yeah. Do we have tips and tricks, guys? Well, we'll ask niece's this question. Mm-hmm. But, like, do you have tips and tricks for people that are trying to create their own capsule wardrobe or trying to find their personal style just so that they can be a bit more sustainable in the way that, you know, they they clothe themselves and buy things for themselves in general.
1: Yeah, so um, I guess the main tip for sustainable and ethical fashion is consume less. The most sustainable clothes that you have are the ones already in your cupboard. So just really trying to make the most out of what you already have. Um, my second tip is buy secondhand where possible, which I know in Australia is really big and really accessible In Malaysia, I know from personal experience, I've only Mm. been able to find one second-hand store, although that was a few years ago, so there may be more now. And then there's also a market. I think it's called There She Goes, or maybe something around, Round She Goes, maybe? Round She Goes Market. I will double check, and we can put it in the notes, um, Mm. what the actual market is. But it's a second-hand market in KL. Yeah. Um, And you can either sell your clothes or you can go there and shop other people's. So that's another really good way to keep clothes going. Um, And on that note, another really fun way that my friends and I always did in high school and also that my sisters and I always do is that we'll pull together the clothes Mm. that we're getting rid of and then just let each other go through it. So you can have like a wine night with your friends, you know, invite everyone over chuck everything into a pile and then just sort through it all and it's really fun because at the end of the day like you're getting rid of the clothes anyway donating them to your friends getting something out of it and just like having a good time um and it just feels nice it's like new clothes but then they're not even new, and you didn't have to spend money on them
2: i did that once and it was like really fun i had a good time doing that yeah yeah, great <laughs>
1: and it's so fun and you it's like a little fashion show like you can really make a night out of it so that's a good one um so the other thing is just like when you do buy new things think about where they're coming from and think about who's making them a lot of times um the main locations for garment factories are in some provinces in china Mm -hmm. and in bangladesh and so you know these are people who are just like us and they're working in often really harsh conditions often earning minimum wage which in some of these countries is not the same as a living wage so it's below mm. what is calculated for them to need to live, like, a comfortable um, life, and be able to afford just, like, basic necessities. So, um, yeah, just, like, think about where the clothes are coming from, and if, I guess, like, think about, it's difficult sometimes, but, like, think about how the clothes were made and how long a person spent on that and what they were probably paid for it, um, and the other thing is, like, when you're buying less, mm. then that amount of money that you would have spent on the clothes, you can, like, pull it together and spend more on one item. So, like, yes, ethical fashion is generally more expensive because you're mm. paying for fair wages a lot of the time. But at the same time, if you're buying less and you're only buying a few pieces here and there that you know you're going to wear a lot and you know you're going to keep for a long time, then putting a bit of extra money into them um, is definitely worth it in the long run. And like cost per wear kind of thing you'll definitely get your money's worth out of it yeah um and then yeah before buying into trends consider how long the trend will last whether it's something that you would really feel comfortable wearing I think another thing like because we have online shopping and because it's so easy to look at models wearing things look at people on Instagram wearing things and then buy it but then when you receive it You don't necessarily like it. Like, definitely. It's rude awakening. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly. And then it's like, sometimes I like something and it looks good, but then, like I said, when I wear it out, I'm like, actually, I don't like this. Like, I don't feel comfortable in it. Mm. And I think just like trying to shop in person when you can and try clothes on and really decide whether you actually like it or it's something that doesn't suit you. then yeah, just trying to buy into trends less. And if you are gonna buy into a trend, maybe think about um how that will work in your life. For example, I really want to buy a pair of loafers. They're quite on trend at the moment, especially like chunky loafers. Mm. Um and I was thinking about it and I was like, should I get chunky loafers or should I get classic loafers? And I was thinking classic loafers are always in. Like they're mm-hmm. always gonna be good. You can wear them for work, you can wear them you know leisurely so, I'd rather get a pair of classic loafers than chunky ones because I feel like chunky ones won't be in style, yeah, whereas the classic ones will always be, so it's just about yeah choosing where you're spending your money um and the other thing is that just because a clothing a piece of clothing is more expensive doesn't necessarily mean it's ethically made, so mm. some brands you know brand often brands like every single step of the process costs money so brands that are designing their own pieces um will be more expensive designing their pieces like from scratch as opposed to like copying designs from other brands that will be more expensive but they might still be getting um you know minimum wage manufacturing done for that garment so yeah it is a bit difficult but it's definitely worth doing some research also pinterest is your best friend creating your own personal style and just like finding things that you like creating a board I have like a board that's called core basics and every outfit is made from like the same types of pieces oh wow so the idea is that I I can like make any of the outfits with what I already
2: have in my wardrobe I need to get back on my Pinterest um Mm. I yeah, it's been a while. Like, I had a Pinterest account, and that was, like, on my old email. That was, like, on my Animal Lover shy email. <laughs> that's how long ago <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, it was probably, like, 12, maybe. But, yeah, that's a good idea. See, I'm running all of this down.
0: <laughs> yeah. Months. I feel like, for me, I, I I repurpose old clothes a lot, which basically just means if Lama's bought of a big-ass hoodie or... Or a t-shirt. She's gonna crop it. Like, (laughs) me and my sisters are best friends. The amount of things I've cropped. And because the thing is, is that, like, I work in the fitness industry now. And I'm always in active wear. And my active wear is usually high-waisted because it just makes me feel comfortable when I'm training. And so... I don't want to wear, like, a long top because it just doesn't... It makes me look really short. And I'm already, like, five foot, barely five foot one. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't need that, okay? And and so that's why, like, crop tops make me look taller, make my legs look longer, which I like. And so it's easy. There was once I I was dating this guy for a short while and then he left me his, like, zip-up... sweater hoodie thing but like i don't like them it was too long it's like a dress on me but i was like oh, wait a minute snip, snip, snip. <laughs> and then like because it had little <laughs> it has something i could tie on my neck and it looks so cute when i go to like my dance classes and stuff and it's like free-flowing enough that if the studio is cold i've got something but at least when it's warm like there's still like, like my body ugly, still gets aired yeah. up. so yes my biggest tip is that if you feel comfortable crop all your big clothes into small ones (laughs) then it makes a cute cute new outfit but there's another tip that i got i was listening to another podcast that said if you're like buying clothes and you want it to be you know something to be part of your like capsule wardrobe or like your kind of basic wears that try to imagine that going with like maybe five other pieces of clothing in your wardrobe Mm. so maybe that's like two skirts two forms of pants maybe like another like fancy pant or whatever it is and if you can like Fit it together, you're like, okay, cool. That means you're going to have, like, a lot of options to go with, like, whatever you're wearing. And I was like, oh, that's a good tip. Yeah. I like that tip. Um,
2: My, yeah. my one tip, which has proven to work before, because I can be quite the impulsive shopper, especially when I first started earning money. Like, all of my money went on clothes, and I was just forever broke, and my friends gave me so much shit for it. But, um... So the tip that I learned is, like, when I have all these different, like, selected clothes and stuff, I, like, add it to my cart, and I'm just like, okay, if I still want it tomorrow, or, like, the next day, and this always sleep happens at night, yeah, so, like, you sleep on it, yeah. and then you wake up in the morning, and you're just like, okay, do I actually want this? was I just caught up in the hype of, like, online shopping, and I just, like, lost myself in it for a bit, because it just happens. And then I have, like, all these tabs that are open, and, like, all these clothes in my cart that's, like, going to end up being worth, like two, three hundred dollars, like Aussie dollars, and and I wake up the next morning, I'm just like, what was I thinking? Like, in no way was this realistic (laughs) for me. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I would still buy Mm -hmm. stuff anyway, but it'd be like a lot less than what I initially selected, and I'd be a bit more realistic about it, or sometimes I just wouldn't buy anything at all. But I also have to say, the pressure of having a sale that ends soon (laughs) is like it's a whole other thing because it' just like
0: you just gotta get it it's marketing yeah it's,
2: it's yeah. marketing and like you f- and then like when you say when you see it say like oh one item left you freak out <laughs> I'm just like it has to be mine like, it <laughs> can't be anyone else's but but um yeah sleep on it um or even like if you can give yourself even two days you might even forget about it yeah. um and I do that with like general shopping as well. Like when I when I see like an item rather than clothing, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, if I really want it, I'll come back for it in like a week or something. And if I don't, I couldn't have wanted it that bad. So.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's so true. Yeah, and
1: like too. just just try not to give in to marketing.
2: Yeah, I'm a sucker for good
0: marketing. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> unsubscribe all, to yeah, all the yeah, marketing yeah. emails yeah, no, no, I've yeah.
2: I've unsubscribed to like a lot mostly cuz of the spam but but in the sense that like just like on websites and like sales and stuff like I get quite caught up yeah. in it um but if you do have something like
1: sales are good if you already have something you know you want yeah Hundred percent. And then True. you can like buy it during the sale. Yeah. But if there's something that if you don't know you already want anything, like that's for me, if, if there's nothing I already am looking for, then I am just like stay away from sales.
2: Yeah. I almost exclusively yeah. Yeah. buy, like almost all my stuff are like were on sale. I never buy anything mm. at full price because I'm just too, <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? You're not that worth it for you to be overpriced right now. <laughs>
0: Um, but (laughs) but it's like it's like that saying from like from like the aunties or my parents, like not my parents, but I just always would hear it from the aunties where it's like, if you didn't already plan to buy and it was on sale, then you're not really getting the sale anyway because you You didn't actually plan. Like for example, you know, like if I wanted a pair of jeans and it's like I've been wanting this forever and forever forever, and it's like from this particular brand, and then it finally went on sale, then I got it, and it's like yeah, that's a good bargain. But if you weren't even planning on buying it anyway and it was a sale. Yeah, girl, you—that's not—that's not a—that's not, not a bargain. Yeah, you know? no,
1: because you were planning on spending zero dollars and you ended up spending more.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: so true. Yep.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much, Anisia, for being here for us and doing this interview. Um, Anisia, where can we follow you? Where can we check out your content?
1: You can follow me on Instagram. It's just at Anisia Atlas. I will let you guys put the spelling
0: in the in the notes
2: yeah we'll put it in the show notes and on the instagram post (laughs) as well
0: thank you guys for listening let us know what you think do you have any tips and tricks when it comes to you finding what's sustainable for you anything that you feel like you always need and gravitate to in your wardrobe we want to hear it um We hope you enjoyed this episode with Anisia. We had fun filming it because it was like just having a chat, you know. Um, We'll see you guys next week. You can find us on Instagram at AuntiePlease, Shaya at Akshaya5, me at Natasha J Lama, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye!